So give them your favorite bar from the song because it's such a powerful song, bro. I told you my favorite bar from that is I love when people have that conversation with God about just talking to him, trying to understand, like, why why the fuck is this happening? So uh, the line specifically is, you know, I look up to the sky. Um, and then it, it ain't shit there. Who is you to tell me I ain't working? Boy, I been here. Um, it's scary when you ain't safe in your mind, but you stuck here. It's unfair, and lately it's been unclear. So tell me what my mission is so I can go and prepare. The whole entire ending of it is specifically speaking to the higher sense and uh, my battle with faith for uh, so long, and especially in those dark moments. It's like um, if I'm so blessed, if I'm, if like you know my story, if you know what's um, ahead of ahead of me, what why. Why is this so challenging? Why is the challenges feel so unbearable? This is Sad Boy Radio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sad Boy Radio. I'm your host, Matt. And today we got a really special guest. Man, I've been a fan for a long time, so glad to have you here. Go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. Uh, my name is Alan the Official, and uh, I'm a creator of all kinds. Um, I'm just happy to be here. Thank you. Of course, man. I really appreciate you guys coming out. Uh, super, super quick process, too, man. I literally followed this man. He followed me back in like five minutes. I was like, damn. Um, I'd be, I be acting. For real. Hit him up. I'm like, yo, I got this podcast going. What's the word? He's like, man, I'd love to. So I really appreciate you coming out, bro. Before we get into it, guys, make sure you go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe. And, man, this is going to go crazy. Don't miss this one. All right, bro. So today, what we're talking about is, man, I'm going to make it. That's the title. I'm going to make it. Manifesting your dreams, manifesting your, man, just your goals in life because that's what matters, right? But what I do want to talk about first is you, right? Alan, the official who you are. You co-founded the Future Kings as well as performed with them on America's Got Talent. So talk about that a little bit. Um. The Future Kings, that's uh, something my brother and I, uh, we created King Forever. Uh, we created this when we were in California. Well, when we moved to Chicago from California, we kind of stickered the name TFK and um, didn't have much of a meaning behind it at first. Uh, we just said TF Kids and um, didn't, ha again, have a meeting for the kids until we dropped the kids, turned it to Kings um, months later, and uh, really, really, really started to... Uh, brand it as as what it is and then we added the future um as the definition for the future kings but um america's got talent was super dope um at the time i wasn't really uh surrounded by the group as much i was i was working a lot i was a commercial lighting technician so uh really really tapped out of the creation market uh all around and my brother bro uh he called me and i don't know he just tapped me in in a different way um, we came out, we we did it, went crazy, and got me all back into creation. But um, we still went our separate routes. I just um, I'm more of a community architect, I believe, and my brother he uh, he's a social like giant. Like he'd be doing his thing. Different paths, different ideas. Exactly, and man, that's really a question I did want to ask. You know, how did you guys go that separate route? But you answered that you know perfectly. You're originally from Long Beach. I know that. What made you stay rooted in Chicago, bro? Um, for me personally, I got my two babies here. And I feel like that that's the first answer. Uh, 
because it always boils down to that. I've definitely uh, pondered the question, what would happen if I moved to L.A., Vegas, Denver, like one of, one of my favorite cities that I'm in a lot and I have a lot of production in, but I know that one, I don't know if I would want to move my kids to any of those states and I'm not moving without them. And then secondly, I've, I feel like we've built so much community here that it's, it, it only makes sense to you feel me, stay at home with it. This is home. We've created home. And eventually we want to build that into these other cities, but we got to make the idea, the, the example here first. Because we already, we already started the foundation. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, man, you're going crazy. And that's how I really stumbled upon your page in general. You know, just the Chicago connections you got. It's crazy out here, bro. They, they be talking, bro. I be, <laughs> I be forgetting. You be forgetting? You forget your imports in, bro? Um, I, I forget that um, we have as much of a support system as we have. We, we all live our own lives, bro. We're all in our own shoes. And when I do tap out and I have to go take care of my babies, and, like, in a sense, I don't know that this is as important as it is to me, to other people, or sometimes even more important. Like, I've had people tell me that this saved their life. And in so many instances, it saved my life. So um, it's, it's just it's crazy, bro. You, you definitely... You, you don't have this conversation so much. It's been popping up so much in our, our community. I've, I've been doing a lot of community speeches and everything. You don't, you never really realize uh, how monumental your position is to the other person. I'm gonna put him out there, but my boy Hayward actually, uh, we, we had this one moment in the studio and he came up to me and he like, man, got super duper emotional. And he's like, bro, you just came into my life at a, like a really, really dark moment. And I can't, I can't thank you enough for like, like pushing me here. And I was like, damn, nigga, like, I was low-key feeling the same way, bro, but I, I didn't know how to express it either. So to kind of know that we were both just as monumental for each other, for our mental and for our growth, it was, it was it's dope. It's dope as hell. You know, that conversation that you never know how important you are to somebody and how those relationships feel for the other person. That's a conversation I've had a lot lately, but in a different sense, mm -hmm. in the sense that relationship-wise, right, those memories and all the things you've done with one person throughout time, although it could seem insignificant to you, no, it, it could mean the world to somebody else. It works the same way with friendships, bro, and business relationships, you know. At the end of the day, someone could be going down, but they find the right person at the right time, and you, you pour into each other. Period. I don't know. It's crazy. One second before we do completely move on, we're going to get to some crazy shit, bro. But I was watching your live, and I also watched an interview that you did. And you guys were talking about how you went to World of Dance 2014. I think it was the live this morning. I'm almost positive it was okay. the live this morning that you guys went to World of Dance 2014. And you were like, how the fuck do I get on stage? Yes, yes, and my brother. And so, man, how does it feel now, like, after everything you guys have done, you know, from that moment? Like, from the moment uh, walking in 2013-2014, I don't remember what year it was exactly, but um, to see where... Both my brother and I were questioning so much, uh, not only about ourselves, but about like what community was and like just the lack of knowledge. And seeing where we both are now, it just it just shows that like you can you can truly get anywhere you want with persistence and passion. That's it. Um, it's that ambition. You gotta gotta hustle through it. And my brother was always one for asking all the all the best questions, um, or just every question possible. Me me and him, we both. Uh, like, I'll always ask questions that 
if they're stupid, they're stupid. But if I don't understand it, I need to know it because I want to understand it better than everybody else. Um, shit, it might help you. And a lot of people that be saying those are stupid questions, they be they be writing the answer down to the question that I asked two people. Especially when the professor answers it, and they're like, oh, "Guess it wasn't a dumb question." <laughs> like you feel me? Uh, but yeah. Shit, I remember watching the videos 2016, bro. Just in the gyms, in the gyms. bro. Walmart's, bro. Walmart's. We were in a Walmart's. Hey man, I think that's the perfect transition. Honestly, passion, bro. We were just talking about it. Passion slave. That's the goat right there. That's the that's my favorite song. The really shit I ever wrote. <laughs> Spit a bar real quick from the song and talk about it, bro. I said I ain't no Cassius Clay. That's why I miss my baby's first steps being passion slaves. I lost the fight every time. I ain't no Cassius Clay. That that comes after, but uh, it's one of my favorite bars because it speaks of being passion slaves. It's the only time I use the reference of the title in the uh, the song itself. But um, on top of that, it it speaks of a time in my life where. I believed that my dream and my passion was more important than actually living life itself, like actually taking time to take care of myself and uh, sleeping and eating. And um, and that's that's where the slave aspect comes in. Like it controlled every aspect of me. Um, it controlled my logic. It controlled my emotions um, down to all of it. So that's one of my favorite songs, and that's one of my favorite lines in there as well. I lost the fight every time. I ain't no Cassius Clay. No, no, it was a. Uh, I missed. Uh, that's why I missed my baby's first steps being passionate. Like I know a lot of the bars go over a lot of people's heads, but um, Muhammad Ali, I lost the fight. Um, I'm not cash. I'm not one of these undefeated boxers, and I'm not uh, ashamed of taking my L's either. Mm-hmm. But yeah, bro. I mean, you know, we were talking about it before we hopped on camera. Being so passionate about something that. You forget about everything else. You, you're you selfish. And in this industry, being a creative, it's like you want to spread that message. You want to spread the message that you're trying to spread. But at the same time, there's people behind you. There's your family. There's your friends that are going through shit that you can't even see. You're blind to it because you're locked you're in. Passion slave, you're, bro. you're locked in. Like I appreciate those moments because I believe those moments got me where I am today to a point where I can be like, okay, I'm going to make sure I take this whole entire week off for my babies or like, some, you get what I'm saying? But, um, with, with, with that, I, I, you need a balance. You, you need a balance. There needs to be some point where you're like, okay, there's, there's passion on this side, but there's also like life. There's also taking care of myself and mental health and ev- everything else that, that goes with, okay, it's it's okay to put my journey to success on pause because if I'm not here for the journey, for the end of the journey, then I'm, what what was the sacrifice for? I became a part of that sacrifice. I became the sacrifice. And there's no greater good at the end. I would love to enjoy the the fruits of my labor, you know? Mm-hmm. So was missing your child's first steps that, you know, moment that made you realize that? Missing it didn't make me realize it. It was uh, looking back at it um, as, like, when I hit a a, a roadblock in my journey, um, it was looking back at, it was it was one of those moments like, man, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. And I I sacrificed this moment for that. So should I quit? Ultimately, I didn't quit. And 
again, it got it, it was that investment that got me here. But no, it wasn't the the missing it in general that had me like again because I was blinded at the time. You feel me? I feel like if if I wasn't blinded, I would have been like, damn, okay, I'm on my way right now. Oh my goodness, let's go celebrate. It's crazy. But at the time, I was like, I got the call and I was like, oh my goodness, this is so amazing. Okay, uh, I'm in the middle of putting this whole thing up. Let me let me call you right back. Mm-hmm. I was like. This is great. This is this is so amazing. But pause, pause it, because this my master's calling me. You feel me? Like my this itch in the back of my neck is calling me, and I need to get it done. I need to finish it. Mm-hmm. I need to get to another place because I can go home and feel unfulfilled because we're still hungry and we're still f- starving and we're still fucking gotta pay rent next month. Damn, bro. That hits, right? It it, it hits thinking back on it, especially moments like that. Just like I told you, bro, I just feel like... I feel like everybody's kind of had that moment where it's like, man, I can't stop. And if I do stop, like, it's going to be a wrap. It feels like failure is trying to catch up to rather than you chasing success. Period. Oh, that was a bar. The next question I did have for you was, what makes you so passionate about being a creative then? I feel like the only way I can answer this question is uh, community. I believe, yeah, I'm passionate about creating by myself, but once the community is around me to um, teach me or embrace me or embrace my creation or our creation or create with me, like it, it motivates me and inspires me so much more to create. It pushes me so much more to create because without the community, without any like without anybody to do it with me, um, like enjoy the the outcome of it um to enjoy the process of making it whatever enjoy uh, be a part of capturing it there's so much missing that like i i just named four jobs off top and there's a void in each one of those those aspects of life if we if we miss those moments so uh community makes me the most passionate about creating so where did this mission come from about community bro because for me personally it's like the sad boy radio team, it's me and him, and then the guest. And I love, I love having so many different artists come on, being able to meet new people and just hear their stories because being able to share their story and connect the way I'm feeling with them, mm-hmm. and that message connects with another person, and that message connects with a different person. It's fucking amazing, bro. bro that's a chain reaction. That's community right there. Exactly. That's community. But there's those times where it's like, you only got yourself because, yes, you have your community. But like I was telling you earlier, you know, how many people really are going to care like you care? You know, <clears throat> to you, the moment may seem the biggest thing ever, but to somebody else, it may seem like the smallest thing. So trying not to be pessimistic, how do you avoid that? Uh, like not taking them not caring about the dream personally? And just being so, like, passionate and positive about community because i'm i think of myself as like damn i'm alone whereas you think of yourself as man i'm gonna bring everybody together so what makes you so positive about that message i'm not gonna lie i I be having my moments where i feel alone as well um because we're again we all we all live through our own shoes but we have to take the process i just had this speech man um we feel comfortable to like curl up in darkness and bask in darkness a lot of time but once we start motion we, we place ourselves in a different destination. There might be light at the end of the tunnel. So we have to get to the end of the tunnel first. Um, with that, for those who feel alone, a lot of the time they, they 
they fight battles, mental battles like social anxiety every day, and that's a wall that they have to they have to continue to battle every day. So if we can continue to um, fight through those, um, identify those challenges every day, then we can we can beat those, slay those demons, and then come out and place ourselves in different environments to embrace the community that is here to embrace us because there's so much of it. There's an abundance of it. But the things that we're watching on social media, on, on these news outlets, on the TV, on Netflix, all of it, they, they teach us and normalize not communicating. Men don't talk because X, Y, and we're men. We're, we, we don't, like, you feel me? There's, there shouldn't, like, it should be manly men radio. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. As we continue to push ourselves and like face those those things for ourselves, those demons for ourselves, and push ourselves into community, there's so many answers out there. There's so much medicine out there that we can give ourselves, as opposed to like example. If I break my leg, I can either sit here and be like, "Damn, I'm all alone," or I can call nine one one, or I, I can go to the hospital. I can go to uh, like now. If we think of that on a smaller level with just community. We don't do that on the major level. Okay, I'm I'm hurt in this aspect. I'm going to go to the hospital. I'm going to go to my community to talk. I'm going to go to my community to open up to seek for answers. It's college, except instead of our professors professors asking us the questions and giving us a textbook to look for the answers, we have to find our questions. That's the hardest first step. We got to find the questions and then we got to look for the answers. A lot of those, our encyclopedia, our, our Dewey Decimal System, our books, our answers, our stories, those are the people that we talk to. This world is a, it's an endless-ass library, and every single person is a different book. Every single uh, conversation is a different story, a different chapter in that book. We, we, we just went through 17 different chapters already, and we've only been able to meet each other for an hour and a half. There's been too many gems dropped. Man, if only they... I mean, he's got the behind-the-scenes footage, but if only they seen what we were talking about before, bro, hey, they were like, hey, I think we should stop. I think we yeah, need we, to... Yeah, we work. got deep. We got super deep. Man, this... I mean, this is the surface. I feel like we're at the surface right now. I still don't even feel like we've hit deep enough, but to other people, they're going to be like, damn, they're, they're a little deep. They're a little too deep. I need to go watch some... Let me go watch some SpongeBob. I'm going back to passion, bro. I took one of your lines from one of your new songs, Means to a Dollar. It was actually kind of a saying that you took from somebody else. Don't focus on the money, work hard, and the money gonna come. Change your ethic, depend on yourself. Uh, that he forgot his own bar. I do it all the time, I've been smoking. <laughs> when I was listening to that song, what's the chorus? Say the chorus. What does it mean to make a dollar? Ah, ah. All these ideas in my pockets, ah, ah. I'm in the mood to make deposits, but could barely make a profit. Tell me how to get that guala. Ah, ah. Oh, man. So I want you to break that down for me real quick, because when you were talking about it, you know, what does it mean to make a dollar? I got, the, got these ideas. In my pocket. In my pockets. So talk about that. That specifically, because when I think about that, I'm like, I think about it as a creator. Mm -hmm. how, how do I profit off of all these ideas that I do have, that I... I yes, I want to make profit, but at the end of the day, bro, that profit means nothing to me. What means something to me is staying true to what I'm creating. And every time I come to make an outline, I think about the conversation I had with Vic where he tells me the fact that you stay true to what you believe in and what you've been creating for 37 episodes now, that's something to be proud of. Go crazy. Absolutely. 
And to me, for a long time, I didn't realize it. I just thought, like, man, this is just something I do every week. You're too close to it to be able to uh, to, to collect yourself sometimes. It, it's normal. Mm-hmm. We're creators. But like I said, at the end of the day, man, I'd love to make a profit. I'd love for this to be my end-all, be-all. But at the end of the day, how do I not sell that out? So, man, I've been on Clubhouse for a lot, and we were actually in a like a quit your nine to five job uh, one today, and uh, they they were talking about tools that we need to start doing to get to where we're going, and for me, I feel like at, when I wrote the song, I specifically wrote it on some creator aspect. It I, I feel like I only think in creator aspect. So when I, we have all these ideas in our pockets, like eventually we're going to get the money and it goes right into that first verse too. But um, eventually we're going to get the money. If we are passionate enough, we're going to do our research. We're going to go, we're going to uh, learn how to go do the marketing. We're going to learn how to go do all that. And that's when the money's going to start benefiting. But once we, we care enough, once we're passionate enough about creating a product that is going to be solid, we have to have that. You feel me? So work hard enough and the money's going to get there. But yeah, yeah. Um, I love this song. Let's keep breaking it down. Yeah. I was listening to it because, like I said, I was having such a hard time writing this outline, and I thought back. I'm like, hold on, bro. Let me let me break it down. I've been following this dude since 2016. I know part of that's crazy. Can we just slow that down? 2016. You're a real one. I'm like, bro. I know part of his story. Like, how many people know you're from fucking California if you've never met them? You know. Uh, shit like that. And I'm like, let me start off there. What I know. I'm like, hold up, though. He's got music. How do you get to know somebody without talking to them yet? Facts, facts. Other than listening to their fucking music, bro. Yeah, the universal language of music, bro. And that's why I was like, let me, let me listen to this shit. Then I found an interview and I'm like, Damn, I, I should be set. But even at the end of all that, bro, I was like, fuck. I'm still having a hard-ass time. Going back to it, you know, just like I said, uh, break down the song a little bit more. I said, uh, what does it mean to make a dollar? All these ideas in my pockets. I, I, I'm in the mood to make a profit, but could barely make deposits. Uh, tell me how to get that guala. So um, the, the last three lines in that specifically pertains to the company that I have now, Canvas. Um, I like to describe the two missions that we have is one, we illuminate create uh, unity with creation. And uh, secondly, is we teach uh, our people and the youth how to monetize their craft. So with that, um, what what does it mean to um, like monetize these these ideas that we have instead of getting out of the idea state? How do we get it to a point where this 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 conversation that we had of, bro, I want to do this podcast where, I mean, like, I can get the mics, but how do we get to that point where that's making us money? How do we get to, like, let's have that conversation. And then um, that's why I love the chorus lead up so much because when it goes right into the verse, it's the answer. It's a wise man once said, you feel me? Yeah, and then it goes into that. Don't work, uh, focus on the money, work hard, and the money going to come. Change your ethic, depend on yourself. Oh, don't worry about the image, guarantee it's going to jump. Y'all blow money on like rockets. I save my deposits and make these rap niggas look dumb. I got this shit up on lock and I barely just started. Don't make a little nigga pop the trunk. Fuck it. I just uh, I spent. I was like, I don't even remember. I know it's such a dope ass song though. But it it, it literally answers the verse answers the chorus, mm-hmm. the question of the chorus. Dope ass concept. Make sure you guys go check it out. Check that out.
means to make a dollar. Dropping gems. It's on that project. All three of those songs are super duper dope. I, I listened to the whole project. What's your favorite on the project? I think it's means to a dollar. What's the title of the one right after? Hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. I can't remember, but it's Ignorance is Bliss. Yeah. Ignorance is Bliss. <laughs> I, I can't remember, but it's... <laughs> he hit that mug, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember. That's the one that's popping right now. Yeah, man. That, one, that one's really dope. I really like, like I said, I really like your beat suggestion. I love the guitars. Just super dope. You answered my question, too. My next question was, what does Canvas mean to you? So Canvas is itself, um, it's, it's a way of saying, this is my stage. This is where I'm going to flex my create. So for painters, obviously, a canvas is, is, is where they go crazy. For dancers, a canvas is the floor or a stage. For cinematographers, a canvas is a moment. Uh, for f- same with photographers. Um, and for makeup artists, a canvas is somebody's face. So like it, it, it digs so deep into what our canvas is, but the, the whole entire, the rap of it is it's creation. It's canvas, baby. You feel me? Um, and it's, it's just another way of saying creator without saying creator. Yeah. And tell them real quick, why Canvas, bro? So um, in high school, me and my brother, King Forever. Um, he hate, I know you hate having the call of that, bro. Yeah, nah, because if I be dropping his uh, his government, he be getting mad at me. Yeah, like on the live today? Oh, yeah. Oh, you, you definitely heard the government. He was like, bro, he yelled at me. He said, bro, nobody knows who that is. But, um. <laughs> and he's like. This guy that you guys call King Forever, and he's like, he's like, fuck that shit. King bro. Forever. I feel like every time I, I say his name, I, I always do it the way he does his little rap ad lib. That's <laughs> literally how he be coming in all his raps. King Forever. He be doing that. Um, what was the question, man? Why Canvas? Why K N V S? So in high school, me and my brother, we started this uh, this clothing thing, and and the clothing thing is maybe like a, a twenty shirts, twenty twenty thirty shirts that we sold. Um, I, I started the name Canvas. I, I just thought it was super dope. There wasn't much of a meaning behind it, like n- not as potent as the meaning is now. But um, obviously, I mean, we were young. We didn't know what we were doing about business, promoting. Uh, there wasn't the tools that there are now. And that's no no excuse. We just didn't know what we were doing. So um, that, that never became anything. Again, like 30 shirts that we sold to our homies and our, our people. Uh, eventually in life, it came back around. And uh, again, yeah, I created canvas to be a multimedia production and entertainment company bringing it all the way back around full bro circle, full, full circle in this fucking room right now mm-hmm. everything yeah just real quick because we started with manifestation bro mm-hmm. so manifesting that shit bro manifesting your goals and just making sure that it does become your reality yes i was recently i don't know if i talked about this on the podcast yet but i was recently watching the drink champs episode with big sean and Big Sean talks about, you know, I was rapping about shopping sprees before I even was able to have a shopping spree. Everybody always, like, laughs about that shit, right? That, oh, rappers are talking about buying watches and buying shit before they can do it. And then Big Sean said it, like, I manifested that shit. Like, I wasn't doing that shit. Now I'm able to do it because I was rapping about that for years. I Man, I literally was just in a chat room about this. Uh, it was fake it till you make it. What do you think about it? Um, and I, I mean, I'm one for it. There's no cap in my rap. I can't, I can't do it. Like literally, and I've, I'll put money on it. You can go in any of my songs and be like, you didn't do this. And I'll give you all some money, bro. Cause you can't find it. But I mean, there's, there's a concept to it. There's a strategy to it. Fake it till you make it. I feel like that goes in, into your branding as well. Um, if, 
if the branding and the delivery is right for you to deliver something, um, go do your thing. I think I think it makes sense. It's super dope. I always tell my people, any of uh, any of my students, any of my members, any of my partners, the manifestation that I believe in, it's not talk it into existence. I'm not gonna go into the mirror every day and look at myself and be like, you. Like it's, it's not gonna do shit for me. You feel me? It's gonna it's not gonna tickle my chest hair like at all. But what it what the manifestation I want to believe in or that that I believe works is me speaking it into existence in every single conversation that I'm in. So if I'm an artist, I'm not gonna sit here and have twelve conversations and eleven of them are about nothing, or eleven of them are about making burgers, or eleven of them are about a tripod. 11 of those or maybe even 12 of those conversations are going to be, I'm an artist as well and I, man, I would love to show you some music or are you an artist? Do you make music? Do you like music? Or something pertaining to that because I'm going to speak it into existence. If you don't know, what you don't know won't hurt you. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hear what, I'm trying to hear right here. You feel me? So, um, yeah, I feel like the speaking into existence concept that, that you got to communicate with the community. Uh, 100% for that manifestation to even take place. To m- manifest, you feel me? You you have to be able to speak about that shit. And for me, for, yeah, for me personally, especially, I think about like, just like you're saying, when you talk negative, negative things happen. When you talk positive, positive things are going to happen. Uh, law of attraction, right? So for me, it's always like, if I'm having an all right day and someone says, how was your day? I'll say decent. Because for me, it's better than saying, I can't say it was good. I truthfully can't tell you I had a fucking great day. But I can't I can't sit here and be a fucking sad boy and say, damn, I had a shitty ass day. Sad boys for real. I can't be a sad boy and say I had a shitty day because all that's going to bring is more negative energy and bring it on to the next day. So manifesting, you know, your reality. Say words have power, man. Um, words definitely have power. And it's... um. And not to contradict what I was saying earlier, it's okay to affirm yourself and you place yourself in a, uh, a healthy mindset. That's that's you need that. That's sometimes needed, but it's the work that goes outside of that. Understand that you can't solely base it to manifestation in the lower form of it. You feel me? You can't keep it to yourself. You have to, like, you feel me? You have to do the work, work hard, and the money gonna come. You feel me? <laughs> that's the only thing you can do is work for it bro i i always tell people i just had an interview and they asked me it's for a teaching position i i majored in psychology Go crazy. and i interviewed to be like a preschool teacher right i don't know how i ended up here but i ended up here so they asked me like well what what is it what do you think why do you think you can do it i'm like or they asked me something about being good in school, I was like, I never felt like I was the smartest person. I never felt like I was the smartest in the room, but I was a hard worker and I'm good at what I do. So I'm always going to give 110% to something that I care about. I don't have to be the smartest person because, you know, hard work beats skill or talent. Hard work beats talent. So if you're the smartest person in the room and you don't work, fucks it matter. At the end of the day, like, you're not going to do shit with Man, me. I'll tell you right now, talent doesn't mean anything in the industry anymore. It doesn't, period. If you don't work hard, if you don't have passion, if you don't have ambition, if you don't have a mindset that's going to push you through difficult time, through 
obstacle after obstacle after obstacle when you feel you don't have blessings and bro you're not gonna get through it like dude that talent thing is not gonna work but you gotta have there's a, a number of traits that you have to start placing in your bracket in order to strive nowadays that's why there's auto-tune <laughs> alright bro so transitioning I got I got your favorite favorite topic right now interdependence bro <laughs> I my homie told me he had the nerve to tell me that this is all I talk about. Bro, I'm gonna tell you guys a little story real quick. Not to shit on you, but man, I hit him up yesterday. I'm like, what do you mean interdependence? Like depending on a community or depending on like a significant other? He says, Yes, sir. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? I read the first sentence, that's why. I didn't read significant other. I just read the first sentence, and I was like, okay, the community, yeah. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? I felt like uh, in fucking the movie, like, what the fuck does that mean? No one knows what it means. Nobody knows, but it's profound. <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck. But interdependence, bro, you really do need that support from people. I, I realized it a lot lately. The support comes when you ask for it. The support comes when you build that network. You know, I just recently designed some sweaters. Oh, crazy. And I posted it on my Snapchat and my Instagram. Nobody swiped up. Like, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. But I messaged them directly. And the thing for me is that I realized yesterday, I'm like, you know, I don't have those people that are going to go out of their way to support me. Yet. There's this company called Dime Bags. They're absolutely amazing. Look them up. Smellproof weed bags are the coolest thing in the world. But anyway, that's not even the point. Dime Bags. Anyway, <laughs> um, I sat on this really, really amazing uh, Zoom call with the founder of Dime Bags. Um, and we were talking for about an hour and a half, two hours. And one of my favorite quotes, the gem that he dropped was, 90% of clients that buy his product they don't buy it based on the bag itself, even though it's a great product. They buy it based off a relationship that one of the employees have with them or he has with them. And it's it's about creating that rapport with your community to, to grow and strive in the first place. Now, as far as interdependence, we the, the question I prompt people to answer for themselves to kind of understand it a little more, because people think like, oh, I got to depend on somebody. I don't need to depend on nobody. I'm independent. Like, But it's not the point. Interdependence is part independent and part dependent it's knowing that you can lean on somebody if needed but also knowing that they can lean on you it's under the, the question is how does taking care of myself affect the community how does doing what i do at my best in my best form affect who's watching affect who's listening affect who's who's healed by it we we talked about it earlier like there's moments, there's conversations that have saved somebody's life. That is a moment that is interdependent because them doing their, their self independently, it affected somebody else's life. You feel me? The, I, I think the most clear example of interdependence is the rainforest. It's my favorite. Nobody goes out and waters the grass. Nobody goes out and feeds the, the snakes or none of that. It, it truly takes care of itself. It holds its own everything. It's an atmosphere that... You don't, you don't have to go in and, and tamper with at all for it to do its thing. So if we create in environments that do that, that pay itself, that pay its members, that, uh, it, that educates its members, that give its members opportunity while they're all paying, we're all, like, it'd be, goddamn, I can't even say what it would be because there's nothing like it. 
it would be a different world. It'd be a completely different world because everyone understands how many tools are in the community. You feel me? Mm-hmm. It's, it's different. Interdependence would change the world, but that's why they don't highlight it because it'll, cha- it'll truly change the world. Mm-hmm. They're not ready for change in the world. They, they want it to stay the same, so they keep it the same. They keep our they, they keep control of our socials, our education, our food, our marketing, our everything, our everything, so that they know that the minute we unify, the minute we continue to start helping each other and understand that we don't need these majors to do it ourselves. We already, we're, we're they, they call it the land of the free. Obviously, we have to work for the things that we have, but if we work together for the things that we have and could have, It'll just move a little better. I'm one cog in the machine called Canvas, we're, and we're a small cog in the machine called the world. Mm-hmm. So I know that if I bring value to my team and my team brings value to this city and this city brings value to the, the state and the state brings value to our co- – like, you get what I'm saying? Like, then this cog right here, if it just starts to push with a little more power, it's going to shift this one next to us up. And then this one's going to start moving. And then this one is a chain reaction, exactly what we talked about. Mm-hmm. Interdependence is it's the new wave. I think that, you know, just like you said, they they try to control you. Who they is, that is up for interpretation. But everybody seems to be controlled by something, right? Mm-hmm. A song that... I picked out specifically for this, and it kind of it fits perfectly, honestly. It's called American Dream by August Alsina. Okay. <clears throat> I, I definitely heard it. Too. Second verse, he says, they say the ballers and celebrities are a reminder of the people that will, will never be. Jealousy got them sick without a remedy, thinking when I die, nobody's going to remember me. I was told that nobody cares, so the dreams that I, that I had turned to nightmares. I selected that specifically because of the negativity that people bring on you, the negativity that people say to you, right? Interdependence. A lot of the times, yes, you do need somebody to lean on. Having somebody to lean on is always going to be beneficial. But at the end of the day, when all those negative things are being told to you, it's like, who do I really lean on? I've been told this shit my whole life. I've been told that I'm never going to be something. Who the fuck is going to care about my life at the end of the day? It's the cycle. So uh, the domestic violence cycle, um, it's very, very similar. I grew up in a, uh, a home riddled with domestic violence. So uh, for me, I, I believe it's my job to break that cycle. Because we have the examples in front of us of, of what not to do, that, that's exactly what it is. It's what not to do. And when we get to those positions of power and we get to those positions of of um, where we, we have a foundation and a pedestal or whatever you want to call it, that's that's our job. So, like, in August Alcina, he's now in the position to inform, guide, and illuminate problems with us young black men not being able to normalize support and show that show how to communicate and show how to send the ladder back down. Do you get what I'm saying? So when we get there, how do we do that? What are we doing to do that? And it's, it's little things like our live, bro. Like, it's literally... Things like that, we need to continue to pump good. We're not going to charge these people. What the hell are we charging them for? Mm-hmm. Opportunity that doesn't necessarily hurt or or break us. Like that, they want us to continue to believe that we need to charge those who who aren't aren't where we are. Mm-hmm. But me, like the le- there's enough money here for everyone. 
they continue to fool us and make it seem like if they if any any more make it if any more make money you're going to be kicked out this is going to be harder let's determine that let's get there first let's get there just that bro um what you're saying is at the end of the day like it doesn't it it was a conversation i had yesterday my bad i'm like trying to process the thoughts right it was a conversation i had yesterday where i I want this platform to always be able to give back to smaller artists, bigger artists, middle-level artists, anybody, Everybody. because this is a platform for anybody to talk about what they need to talk about. Mm. And as far as, like, you know, bigger artists coming on here, like you, you got more followers than me, a lot more. And just the fact that you come on to tell your story, to connect with somebody else, like... Bro, it's, co it's community, bro. That follower shit ain't real. I was just telling people that that follower shit ain't real. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of these A and R's with a thousand followers. You see a lot of these, these uh, these managers with five hundred followers, bro. It doesn't matter. It, the the passion, the respect, the conversation, the relationship, mm -hmm. the relationship will always be m way more than your followers, and it'll be way more expensive than the money that you have. Mm -hmm. You can never buy a relationship, and if you can. It's not the relationship you want. And if, if followers, it, same thing with followers. If if an amount of followers will uh, sway your decision to rock with somebody, then you shouldn't be rocking with those people. Um, like those who, like I, I watch very closely for what my, like my people in my group, what they look for when they first meet me. Because if it's like, bro, you really got the, we muscle that shit out of people. We don't get no fuck about that shit. Excuse my language. We don't care about the followers. We don't care about the finance. Because that our our message is passion our message is communication so we communicate with with creation show me that you're just as passionate as i am i don't care about your money mm -hmm. show me that you're just as now if your art is making money show me that you're just as passionate at that and then we can talk it's a little different because there, there's creation in making money i just had the conversation with a and a man amazing man his name is chaz thomas and um he he created an incubator as well um, for creators, and that's how we met. We met at this uh, leadership conference. Another partner of mine, her name is Tanya Lozano. She invited me. Super duper amazing, and um, that 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 was the conversation itself was um, is the passion versus the paychecks. Yeah, man. There's just so much power in what you were saying about being passionate. You know, show me that you're fucking as passionate as me. Period. Because. And that's another conversation I had. Man, we're just recalling a bunch of old conversations. But the conversation of, man, I feel like we think so differently. Like, for me, I feel like nobody gives a fuck about what I care about as much as me. And that and that's real. That that That's true, though. Nobody's ever going to give a fuck about what you give a fuck about more than you. you. You have to. If you don't, then interdependence doesn't work. Again, how does doing what I do as an individual affect the community. So I, if I don't succeed, if I can't be independent, then it'll never affect the community. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm the weakest link. It breaks the chain. Then everybody, like, then they have no choice but to depend on themselves and they can do that. They've proven that they can. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? So, like, so sure, let's go with the concept that nobody gives a fuck about your dream more than you do. So do it. Mm -hmm. So do Show that you care more than everybody else about this to the point where you're going to be the one that stays up and you're going to handle this so that you can teach your kids the mentality to share it. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's where you broke that, that, that cycle. Mm -hmm. Because you're not, instead of fighting 
with pain and all all of this other stuff and now I'm going to neglect the next possible sad boy radio. I'm going to neglect the next possible uh TED talk. You get what I'm saying? That's like we we fail to realize how monumental our moments are. And these are those moments. Those are the most important moments, especially because we want to make sure that this is a space where like I want to make sure that this is a world that I'm comfortable leaving my kids in. Right now, if I die, I feel like, damn, bro, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm dying now. But we still got to ma- massage a little bit more of the mentality so that when we're gone, even if it's not in the pace, place yet, I'm confident that my boys are going to get them even closer. And the people that they've surrounded themselves around are going to get them even closer. And the people that they've surrounded, you get what I'm saying? That's that's the power in community, man. Notice every question that you can ask, it all loops back to community. Yeah. Period. I feel like I'm going to about to hit you with something else that it's like we keep going back and forth and it's like, fuck, when are we going to agree? So for me, right, at least this is how I felt recently, that everybody and everything is temporary, which is true. Like realistically, logistically, that is true. Everything is temporary. See, that's what I'm saying. Realistically, everything is temporary, right? But friendships friendship wise and the people that you're around just like you said surrounding yourself with the right people but maintaining that bro maintaining those relationships i feel like throughout my life i've gone through so many different fucking groups of friends people that are in my life that i'm like damn they're a real one that at this point i don't know what the fuck is real you know what i'm saying i think that comes with like the experience as well and understanding what uh, what's healthy for your energy. Um, some people don't understand it. And the more we... There's always fat in the chicken. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not. You're never going to get a, a full piece of... Like, it's literally just just chicken. Like, <laughs> they don't do that shit nowhere. So, with that, there's always going to be uh, problems that, that need to be solved. There's always going to be toxins that need to be cut. And absolutely protect your energy. But the the point is, we have to... We have to get to a point where we do get it right. The The idea that there's nobody like me out here is deafening. It's deafening. Not even just, like, silencing, but it's it, it'll kill. It, it's a killer to so much. But in so many ways, just like that manifestation, just to continue to, to talk that into existence and find that, bro, there's 7 billion people out here. There's going to be somebody that shares that, that shares that, so that when we start communicating, so that when we start the loyalty, it hits a little different. And we find our true definition for that and what different kind of conversations. And a lot of it is like, what did what did I need to learn from that? I don't know if you believe in God or the universe or whatever it is, that higher power, but what did I learn from this situation that I needed to cut out? You feel me? Um, a lot of people, they, they're, they're quick to blame others or experiences or instances on why this happened or why I'm here. I was one for it. I was definitely uh, uh, guilty of that many, very, like many times. But... Um, now, like, I, I, I truly understand that those moments were to teach me to not do something or change a way of mine or change my delivery of something. And now you got to walk with these tools that were given to you because they were, they were given to you. There's always a purpose. And that's what I try to internalize a lot of the times. When something goes wrong, you know, a lot of people will say, man, I'd be upset about it. I'd be mad. I don't look at it like that. I look at it as like, it is what it is. What do I learn from this experience? Whenever one of these videos accidentally gets deleted, it's like, damn, it be like that. 
<laughs> I can only be mad at myself, but I'm not going to be fucking, I'm not going to question, damn, why me, you know? Um, so I want to leave that. I want to leave that as that. And what I want, last thing I want to talk about, bro, is that feeling. Uh, 2019, um, man, that was, that was a super duper duper dark uh, area in my life. Um, I was just having my second son. Uh, same woman, her name is Stacy. She's amazing. One of the dopest support systems I've ever had in my life. Um, and at the time, we were we were facing uh, the separation of our, our relationship. And we were together for about nine years. Um, we got two beautiful boys together. And again, um, great support system systems for each other. But um, one facing such a huge change in, in life, like having that partner... And then um, not having that that partner in in the the mental space that you're used to, and then um, the separation of the group, the TFK, my, myself and uh, my brother kind of separating, and uh, having another kid. 2019 wasn't when uh, I wrote the song. My bad. 2019 is when I dropped the song. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, 2016, 2017. Damn. So the song was it was older. You wrote it being. In the past. Yeah. I just recorded and released it in 2019. So give them your favorite bar from the song. Because it's such a powerful song, bro. I told you, my favorite bar from that is I love when people have that conversation with God about just talking to him, trying to understand, like, why why the fuck is this happening? So uh, the line specifically is, you know, I look up to the sky. Um, and then it, it ain't shit there. Who is you to tell me I ain't working? Boy, I be here. Um, it's scary when you ain't safe in your mind, but you stuck here. It's unfair, and lately it's been unclear. So tell me what my mission is, so I can go and prepare. The whole entire ending of it is specifically speaking to the higher sense, and uh, my battle with faith for uh, so long. And to see where I am today, I'm like, I'm, I'm very, very, very much grateful. Um, 2019 wasn't when uh, I wrote the song. My bad. 2019 is when I dropped the song. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, 2016, 2017. Damn. So the song was, it was older. You wrote it being in the past. Yeah. I just recorded and released it in 2019. So give them your favorite bar from the song because it's such a powerful song, bro. I told you my favorite bar from that is I love when people have that conversation with God about just talking to him, trying to understand, like, why why the fuck is this happening? So uh, the line specifically is, you know, I look up to the sky. Um, and then it, it ain't shit there. Who is you to tell me I ain't working? Boy, I be here. Um, it's scary when you ain't safe in your mind, but you stuck here. It's unfair, and lately it's been unclear. So tell me what my mission is so I can go and prepare. The whole entire ending of it is specifically speaking to the higher sense and uh, my battle with faith for uh so long and especially in those dark moments it's like um if i'm so blessed if i'm if like you know my story if you know what's um ahead of ahead of me what why why is this so challenging why is the challenges feel so unbearable um man the song itself though there's so many lines in there that that hit different my my favorite is um uh keep your head up at least i try to my little sister said she cried, said I cried too, over and over, but only in quiet because I got to keep my head up, weight weighing me down, hopelessness got me so fed up, play with thoughts like if I off myself right now, what will my babies do, thought about it in many ways and still have no clue, 
that whole portion right there is um again those 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 ba- those battles is what would happen if I just if I took myself away right now what would my children think of it would they grow up and have this thought of I wasn't good enough for my dad so it creates this cycle that now he's going to battle with these demons that I had to battle with and I could I can never place that you feel me so I like those fighting those questions, I believe, uh, did a big part in keeping me alive. Mm-hmm. Man, that shit, that shit is deep. Big facts. Deep as fuck. Um, deep I feel, question, yeah, man. I feel, I feel like we could, we could go so much deeper. Obviously, the song, bro. Those, those generational curses. You broke it right there, bro. You broke that fucking cycle of, you know, I'm gonna be here. I don't know your situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know the situation, but. From what you said, you know, those questions that I had to deal with because of my dad. Mm-hmm. You broke that cycle for your kids, and that's something to be proud of. So, Different. honestly, bro, a little corny, but congratulations on that, bro. I mean, Thank just you, just doing that alone. And it's still the beginning, bro. It's a battle every day. Mm-hmm. It's a battle every single day. But that's the, that's the beauty of life, bro. Okay. You fight your battles, and you keep on fucking going. Eventually, someone's going to remember you for the good that you brought to them. Period. All right, man. Just last question because... Referral for last question. (laughs) But because, like I said, I followed you guys since 2016, the Future Kings. I've seen the the progress, bro. And I'm like, okay, now your brother's in Las Vegas doing his thing, right? Dang. He's, He's doing some good shit. And then you're here doing your thing. You're doing good shit too. Creating. He's got the publishing deal with Warner, correct? Um, not anymore. Well, he had the publishing deal from Warner. So for you guys to have gone your separate ways, because I'm sure you saw the potential. Absolutely. I'm sure you were like, damn, this shit is I mean, is we created to it moon. together and um I absolutely believe in the movement of TFK. It, it never like we never split our ways on some I don't believe in this shit. Like and it was never any bad blood. It was more of I we one I wasn't in the position to necessarily continue to make an investment that I was making, um because I had the choice to have children um not had the choice but you know I had children um so uh financially I had to go down that route and when I had came back because I was traveling a lot uh, doing lighting stuff but when I did came come back my brother was so much further ahead than where we had started and don't get me wrong when i had left we were we were making so much motion we had TS, tf nation already like we had a lot of uh we we had a fan base man we had a, a huge movement but um um also renzel joining he evolved the group into something as well especially me when i left um renzel was there before i left malik was there but way before i left um that's our little brother but um, me leaving, they also filled a huge void for my brother. So, like, to have the team there and me not ever be able to, like, kind of give any of what's in my brain, um, it, it did create a lack of chemistry for all of us. And, and on top of that, I, I believe I felt uh, less passionate about dance than I was uh, because I was working. So um, coming back, it, it just didn't click the same. Um, so we kind of went our separate ways right there. And uh, uh, I focused on raising raising the boys, raising my family, and also still creating, falling in love with other passions. Music became that for me. Um, and my brother, like, he's been in the studio back in the day um, when we were 
still in that separation period where he would come to the studio all the time, still kind of see like, okay, my brother's really like, he's really passionate about this music stuff. So um, th that's super duper duper dope. Um, but today I love the relationship we have because um, I always describe my brother as a general. He's very, very militant and um, he needs his soldiers. Myself, I believe I'm more of a monk. Um, it's more, um, I need community and uh, the ideas of everyone. My brother, he is community-based as well, but he he has a specific vision and he knows exactly what he's doing. Um, I, I don't want to say I don't know what I'm doing, but um, I also like I take so much um, um, input from the community that I can't even say it's my idea. You feel me? Like it's mm -hmm. the communities. Mm -hmm. So, um, but because of that, we're able to take advice and talk to each other and take ideas and it created a better relationship for us than I feel like it would if we were still in the same group. We we are both natural born leaders and uh, and community architects, so we just we we gotta unify on on different scales. Of course, and I love that comparison, bro. The monk and the general. I think that was perfect. And you as you as who you are, bro. You know, I see the passion and just literally community, bro. This whole time, I think he's mentioned it every 10 minutes at least. Community, interdependence, and that's love, bro, because I, like I said, bro, I watched the interview, the other interview you did, and you talked about how, yes, I loved dance, but I didn't feel that my passion, I didn't feel like I realized my full passion. But now, now you have. You found your passion in community exactly. and interdependence. And that's a good interview, too. Um, that shit was, yeah, man. It helped me learn a lot about you before I even had to have that conversation. Yeah, yeah. So that that was dope, bro. And I really appreciate you coming out. Thank you for having me, brother. This was uh, amazing. Of course. Uh, we do got one last segment, bro. The fucking special item. Um, I've been walking around with this huge jar of gems. Um, shout out the project dropping gems, but uh, this this whole uh, chapter of my life, I feel like ever since I turned the page, it's it's been truly, truly, truly about community and uh, feeding back to the community, whether it's uh, knowledge, whether it's a soulful uh, uh, re cleansing, whether it's um, um, a physical uh, movement like a class or whatever it is. But um, I I feel like now it's time to drop gems on on our youth. So I've been walking around with this huge jar. Every deep conversation I have, I, I hand them a gem. I'm pretty sure I got a gem in my bag, so I definitely got to hand you one, bro, because we had a super deep conversation. Of course, yeah, bro. I appreciate that. Love, love, love. But yeah, man. Ah, damn. Dropping gems. That's dope. I'm definitely going to need one of those. Put it. Ah, man, I'm going to need to get, like, a little shelf and start putting yeah, shit like that, like, people yeah. bring. Yeah, that shit would be dope. Man. But yeah, bro, I really appreciate you. Uh, super dope conversation. And... I'm going to need one of those gems for I got you. I definitely got you. Love. And we're going to be back here, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're going to be up at your studio, too, bro. Just send me the address. That's going to be it for Sad Boy Radio, guys. Thank you for watching Sad Boys For Real. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Peace out. This is Sad Boy Radio.